I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Champ, 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 champ. What day is it, champ? <laughs> and welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Lockdown Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The play on, pal, the one more thing, King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Here we are. The Hornets game tonight. Man, right off the bat, we're recording this because everything changes. We're recording this at 9.07 Central Time. Just got a text from somebody that's traveling with the Mavericks and that they are in a hotel in Charlotte waiting to play. So, okay, good. Thing. at this moment, whenever you're listening to this, uh, at 9.07 on Tuesday night, the Mavericks are w- waiting to play. They're expecting to play, but we all know. Everything can change in a matter of hours. Everything can change. There's so much stuff happening. So you know to stick with us every single day. We'll keep you up to date with all the latest. So we know who's we know who's gonna play. I, we think we know who went on the. We know who traveled. We, we think we definitely know for sure who's out. So we're gonna talk about all that today, and we're gonna give you. 10 things we've learned about the Mavericks over the first 10 games. Now, your ears may perk up and say, hold on, wait, they haven't played 10 games. Yeah, but they were supposed to. So <laughs> let's get into it right now. Uh, we'll get into the, the first thing that we want to, to, that we learned so far. But before we do that, Isaac Harris, January is an important time to set the tone for the new year. And uh, don't we know that? <laughs> 2021, that has never been more true. Definitely, definitely true. So, our good friends at CBDMD are here to give you the support that you need to conquer your New Year's resolutions and make this year your best one yet. If those resolutions involve fitness, I know you and I both always talk about we need to lose some weight, and we could, and we make some steps. If you're trying to do that, if you're trying to get into more fitness, introduce that into your lifestyle. They've got a brand new topical product that'll keep you moving all year long. CBD Relief fuses CBDs. MD's hybrid broad spectrum formula with fast acting lidocaine to help provide temporary relief for minor aches and pains. They also have the new bag on valve spray technology. You can relieve and relief can be applied comfortably at any angle, even upside down. So you're doing some, I don't know, upside down like sit-ups or whatever, and you want to just get some fast acting relief, you can do that. To make it even easier to get the year started off right, they're offering our listeners 20% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA for 20% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. All right, Isaac Harris, what's the first thing we've learned? I think we've learned that this season is going to be crazy. It's going to be way different than... Any season in the past, right? More, more, more different than last season when there was a stoppage. It's just there's going to be starts and stops. There's going to be there's going to be bumps in the road, and the NBA is going to push through it. The board of governors meeting, they changed a couple of rules. They changed the rule where you're not allowed to have uh, the, the players are not allowed to have visitors from outside of the team into their hotel rooms anymore, which I think was the biggest thing we were talking about yesterday. But that was that was a big deal. They decided to change that. And that was like the one thing that we were talking about yesterday. So they made that rule. That was the one thing. They didn't pause the season. Doesn't look like they're going to. And they're going to keep pressing on. Uh, maybe they'll use our idea for the pool of players or the the on-call guys. But 
I think that uh, NBA rosters, this season, it's going to be so hard to gleam anything from some of these games. You're going to look at some of these numbers and some of these teams say, oh, that team is a 50-win team, but that means something different this year because, first of all, there's less games and there's less players that are playing in some of these games, right? Like the Sixers, what do you take from the Sixers' last three or four games? Joel Embiid had an incredible night, but before that, they're playing, I mean, even in this game, they're starting like Isaiah Joe is getting the start and they're starting... Uh, Tyrese Maxey a lot and you know it's like it's just crazy stuff that's happening with you know all over the league so you're gonna have to pay attention more to the honestly us right the people that follow the team every single day you know the Locked On Podcast Network is gonna give you guys a way to you know people that cover this team closer than anybody they're gonna know exactly what this team is so it's a long-winded way of saying this season's gonna be crazy and it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this season more than ever, it's going to be, you know, context matters and it's going to be beyond numbers for a lot of stuff, <laughs> you know, beyond records uh, for standings, beyond uh, anything, because so many people and teams are going to be missing players. And, you know, that's why we put this at the beginning as far as, you know, 10 things we've learned, because, you know, I say we learn you're, there's a difference between knowing about something and actually like going through it now. You know, going into the season, all we heard was the, oh, the NBA's prepping for a positive test. They're prepping for they you know, I was just listening them. to yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I was just listening to Woj and Zach Lowe uh, a little bit. I'm not fully through that, but you know, Woj just on there saying, <clears throat> you know, the league was you know, they kinda expected postponements, you know, they kinda expected positive tests and stuff. And well, it's like they built it all into the second half of the season, right? <clears throat> they only released this the first half of the set of the schedule so that they could, yeah. you know, that they could push some of these things back if they had to. And so far it seems like that was the right choice. Yeah. So I mean, that's what so now that we're kind of walking through that, we are learning more about it and learning that we don't know what to expect. I mean, we're two weeks in and now they're changing up policies and what you can do before a game and after game. So yeah, I, I think number, no more hugs. Number, no more hugs. That's the one thing we've learned. No more post game, pregame hugs. None of that. No hugs. But can you block out? Uh, uh, at, <laughs> at some point, every free throw is just going to be like a technical free throw. It's like, hey, we're not even going to put people on the block. Well, we're just going to shoot free throws. What about and, that wrap up clear path foul, right? Like you can't do that anymore, right? Luke is going to get a bunch more transition buckets. I mean, when everything, everything's boiled down with all of this. It's just the fact that as long as they're playing basketball, they don't care what happens when you're playing basketball. It's just outside of it. Let's just try to limit it there. And that's just what everything boils down to. They'll take the risk if there's basketball being played, everything else, then we'll go from there. But we don't want this whole pod to be about COVID stuff. We've no. talked about it the past few days. That's why we are doing, you know, nine other things that we've learned about the Mavericks over the first nine possibly take it <laughs> the first 10 should have games the, the games that should have been so yeah we're gonna get into all those we'll talk about all that the uh we'll also do a preview of the game against the hornets we'll talk about who's playing and all that we'll talk about uh the line the line is kind of interesting bet online actually has odds for this so we'll talk about that we'll get into all that so uh all right bring your first thing i already said one of mine was that the season's gonna be crazy that was one of my five so bring me one of your five things that you've learned so far about the Mavs. I think for me, I, I'm just going to land on one of the best storylines for the Mavericks so far. And that Maxi is one of the best three and D guys in the league right now. Yeah. And I, you know, I think this is a, a big takeaway. We're doing 10 takeaways on the first 10 games that obviously says it's just 10 games. So is Maxi going to stay one of the best three and D guys in the league? I, don't, I hope so. But right now he is, you know, you look at synergy, catch and shoot shots, 
He's 50% on catch and shoot Ooh. shots this year. That's and you know 1. he's only 4. taking threes, right? So, <laughs> Yeah, that's 1.4 points per possession. When you look at catch and shoot shots on Synergy, he ranks sixth in the league with a minimum of just 30 possessions. The guys above him, Paul George, Chris Middleton, Joe Harris, Donovan Mitchell, Patrick Beverly. And I just like his storyline. I, lo- I love his how he got to Dallas. When I wrote a piece on him, Two years ago in 2018, I referenced this, you know, the other day on the pod and a listener wrote me and said, Hey, is this the piece you were talking about? Because I couldn't find it. <laughs> and he actually found it. And that was really cool. But you know, when you look at the Mavericks and their history with Maxi, they started following him and, and tracking him when he was 16. When he was 16, they started following him over in Germany. And you know, if he didn't, you know, he he came in later in his 20s as an undrafted guy, Dallas brought him in, but he had all these injuries that, that happened at a young age that would have kept him. Mavericks even said like he w- he would have been drafted five or six years ago if he didn't get hurt. And he comes into the league and he, after he has this like impressive Euro Cup, Mavericks bring him in. He makes the roster and he has to like reconstruct his shot because he's not used to the NBA range. And I'm saying all this because I I love seeing a guy where he's at right now, shooting 47, 48% from three. When this guy first came into the league. He literally, I mean, it's what he was telling me about. They had to reconstruct his three-point shot because it was a further out three-point line and they had to change up everything and the learning curve. And I just love seeing guys. It's almost like a character arc in a good TV show, seeing a guy who put in all this work and it's like, he's gone. And now he gets praised a lot for his defense because he's a really good defender at 6'10". He can guard on the wing. But man, his three-point shot is going down at a high clip this year. So I think for the Mavericks, for him too, but for the Mavericks specifically, he's one of the biggest things that we've learned that he is a reliable 3 and D guy in the league. Oh, absolutely. That, I, we can't say enough good things about Maxi Kleba on this on this show. His, I remember the first year he came in, we were doing this podcast and we were all excited about, you know, oh, another stretch floor kind of guy that they can bring in and stretch the floor. And then he comes in, we're like, he, the one thing we know he's going to be able to do is shoot. And he came in and shot 31% from three. We were all disappointed. And it was going to take a little bit longer than, than normal. We we're like, oh, he's older. He's going to come in ready. And he wasn't. So it's been awesome to watch his improvement. And him and Dorian Finney-Smith, too. Like, you can put Dorian in there, too. He hasn't shot as well this season. But the the improvement of both of those two guys and the fact that they're such key pieces that went un, both went undrafted and are such yeah. key pieces for the Mavericks and such solid guys to have on a team and teammates and guys that do all the dirty work. And, yeah, it's just been awesome to see those two guys. I, I I think I like those guys more than anybody else on the team. And it probably shows from how much you talk about them on the podcast. But uh, yeah, even more so than, than Luca and Porzingis or any of them. I'm like more excited when those guys do something well. <laughs> well, they've been around for a, a lot of the time. We've yeah. been covering the team. And anytime a guy sticks around for so long, it's crazy. I remember Dorian making the team as this undrafted guy out of Florida. And now he's right up there with Dwight as like most games played, you know, for the franchise, you know, as far as active players right now. So uh, yeah, love Dorian, love Maxi. Absolutely. All right, coming up, let's get into more things we learned about the Dallas Mavericks. I have one about Luca. I have one about the Mavs shooting. I'm sure Isaac has a bunch of interesting ones as well. So we'll get into those. Talk about that coming up. But before we do, betonline.ag. It's the one place that has you covered. The one place we trust, betonline.ag. If you are interested in sports, any sports, name a sport, Isaac. Hockey. Got it. Name another one. Batman. 
got it. If you're interested, <laughs> I think they, I think they have that. They have dog, NASCAR. They have dog, Oh, NASCAR for for sure. Who watches NASCAR? That's not a sport. That's a league, but that's okay. The uh, they also have a ton of stuff for the NFL. So go check out some of their NFL lines on Bet Online. Use that promo code Locked On for a, get a free account. Use the promo code Locked On fifty percent welcome bonus. All the Mavericks games are there. They have a, a line we'll talk about for Mavericks versus Hornets. We'll talk about that in the third segment, but we'll get into that. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac, let's get into some more things that we've learned so far in the Mavs versus 10 games. All right, here's one of mine. Dwight Powell wasn't ready. I, we've talked about this a lot, but he, he wasn't. I have this as one of mine. I put Dwight isn't Dwight. He, he's yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't really ready. I put really ready, right? And I think we're both saying the same thing in that he was ready to come back and be a player, but he wasn't ready to come back and be a starter. I think that the Mavs may have overvalued how well, how good he was looking in practice, or just the fact that he could walk, right? The fact that he could walk and he could be out there, run and jump and all that. He just wasn't himself. Uh, here's some numbers for you. The Mavs, 15.2 points per possessions worse on offense when Dwight Powell's been on the floor so far this year. That's the worst mark on the team. Uh, now, the Mavericks defense is 6.7 points per possessions better when Dwight Powell's on the floor than when he's off the floor. Mm. However, it still doesn't make up for the, for the for the offense being as bad as it is. So, uh, Also, Willie Cauley-Stein, when he's on the floor, the offense is... 23.9 points per 100 possessions better when he's on the floor. So if you're it, like those two never played together, right? So if you're following me on this, the Mavericks, the swing between Dwight Powell and Willie Colley Stein is like almost close to like 40 points <laughs> per 100 possessions. Yeah. Cause Dwight is negative 15 and Willie Colley Stein is plus basically 24. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty wild. So we're, we don't, we don't try to, um, to, pile on Dwight and say it's all his fault and all that stuff. He's coming back and he's coming back from a really hard injury and Achilles. That's that is hard on everybody. And the fact that we say that some people think we defend him. We're not defending the fact that he should have been a starter. He can still play and be in the rotation. He's a good energy guy off the bench. I think his role now of playing 10 minutes off the bench, come in, be a hustle guy. That's great for him right now. And if he starts earning some more minutes, fine, that'd be great. Mavs have another big in the rotation, but right now he just hasn't been ready to be a starter. Yeah, and I mean, you look at last year, 2019-20, he was a plus 8 net rating, which I know net ratings ain't everything. At the end of the year, for the whole year, he's a plus 8. Offense was a 118 offense rating with him on the floor. This year, so far, a minus 2.7 net rating, and the offensive rating's 103. He just, he's just not the same Dwight, and that's not a knock. It's just being honest, and that's something we've learned is we were all wondering – what how would Dwight look and we've learned that he just ha- hasn't looked like the Dwight last year yeah um those numbers that we shared are different because I use cleaning the glass they take out garbage time they take out heaves and all okay. that kind of stuff so the numbers you said they're like you guys just said two different numbers because mine was essentially net rating if you take points and you take you know the defense but I just want to okay, clarify okay. that for anybody but sorry the point is still the same that yeah Dwight doesn't yeah 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 um, okay, so what I, what I have is it, one that I've really wanted to see from the Mavericks is what they preach going in. Can the Mavericks win different ways? And specifically looking at their defense. Last year, and to start the season off in the first nine games, they've shown that they can win different ways. Last year, 
games in which they scored at least 115 points. There are 40 of those games, and they were 30 and 10 in those games. <laughs> so it's like, hey, you score 115 points, that's pretty much your recipe for winning. Okay, you're going to win for the most part. There are some overtime games in there and all of that. Here's another thing. Looking at last year, 2019-20, there was only 15 times all season that they held an opponent to 100 points or less. Only 15 times. <laughs> this year, in the first nine games, they've already done it four times. Wow. So that's something right there that's showing that Dallas, they've put this huge emphasis on defense going into training camp. And we're seeing the the wrinkles kind of iron themselves out with this, and they're getting better defensively. But the biggest thing we've said so many times, good teams have to be able to win different ways. And for Dallas last year, the recipe was you score a ton of points, you score 115 points, then you're, that's hey, that's the mark. Let's just try to hit that mark, and we're, we're going to win a lot of these games. But this year, it's like, all right, maybe you don't have to hit 115. Let's try to play better defense. Let's try to hold our opponents to 100 points or less, and let's see if we can win those ga- win these games this way. And I, I think that's huge. I think that's a huge growing area for this team to be able to win different ways. And for me, I've learned a little bit about this team because four out of the first nine games, they've done that. And I, I enjoy learning that about this Maver- <laughs> Mavericks team. Yeah, absolutely. The fact that this team has some kind of defensive ceiling that is higher than, I don't know, average, right? It's higher than an, like an average team is huge. So uh, some, of, some of that may go down now that they've been missing some of their players. They're missing arguably their – they are missing their three best defensive players in Josh Richardson, Maxi Kleba, and Dorian Finney-Smith, right? And so we're missing those guys. Well, it depends on how you want to put Luka up there. but <laughs> He did get more defensive player of the year votes and more all-defense votes than any of those guys, right? Maybe <laughs> maybe not Josh Richardson. but Shout out to Greg. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, definitely the, the defense is, is huge. All right, here's my, one of my favorite ones. Luka's weight is not an issue at all. All right, here's some, inter- here's some interesting splits here. So Luca, basically, you, you you just learned this in the first nine games. Luca, <laughs> Luca. Well, we got some proof, right? Basically. Okay. Okay. Luca in the first four. He basically Luca basically needed a week and a half or so to get back into the rhythm of the game. Basically, is what he needed. First four games, the Mavericks were one and three. Uh, Luca scored twenty three point eight points, five point eight rebounds, six point three assists. Like that's okay, right? Like, that's Demar Derozan, right? Like. Those are DeMar DeRozan numbers. <laughs> Two of 21 from three, also DeMar DeRozan. 2.3 turnovers. That's also wild. That, that number is wild. But he was a minus 5.3 in his uh, plus minus. So he, they were they were worse when he was on the floor. Last four games, they're three and one. And he's 29. No, they're, they'd be four. They'd be four now, right? Yes, 4-0, because he missed the, the Chicago game. It threw me off. They're 4-0, 29.5 points per game, 12.5 rebounds per game, 10.3 assists per game. He's shooting 30.6% from three, which is still not great, but back to his basically average. 6.8 turnovers, and he's a plus 13.5 on average in his plus-minus. Like, those two, like that, those are Luka numbers, right? Those are even beyond yeah. Luka numbers. Those are like Westbrook Westbrook MVP-level you know, numbers that year. Uh 
so Luca just needed a week to to blow, to brush the rust off. It's basically all he needed, and hopefully it takes another week for his shot to come back even more. But the the weight wasn't an issue. It's just that Luca had to get in his rhythm. That's the thing I learned. I like that. I like that. I'll build on that real quick. And just keep it with the Luca one, just for time thing. One thing I learned is Luca really did work on his free throws over the off season. You know, his yeah. rookie season he shot seventy one percent. Last year he shot seventy five percent. Right now he's at seventy eight percent. I think on the year. Uh, I think uh, one of the bigger things too, out of the nine games that he has played, uh, or at least the Mavericks have played, I think he's only played in eight of them because he missed that game. Three, only three of those games, he shot under 83% from the line in those games. So he's definitely making an improvement. So for me, I've learned that Luca is a better free throw uh, shooter this season. 100%, 100%. And he missed five against Denver in a game that they won, which he was playing 43 minutes, which is his most. So some fatigue factor in there. Carlisle even said he played him longer stints because he wants to kind of play him back in shape. And so <laughs> you can take that away from him a little bit too. But all right, coming up, let's get into some more of the things we learned. We'll also preview the Hornets game coming up. We'll tell you who's playing. We'll talk about um, you know the, the line and all that. We'll talk about all that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, you got some built bars in the mail. Yes, I did. Tell me, uh, what's what was your go-to number one out of the box? You got the variety pack right so you what you did the you, it's every single variety basically is in that box what was your go-to first one you pulled out of the box you're like i'm eating this well i mean you know i like the mint brownie that's the but, best one but man uh, this one i really do like white chocolate cherry sundae that hits a spot this might be white breaking chocolate into cherry sundae that must have been their new white chocolate ones that's fascinating yeah, this might replace mint brownie. I normally when I when no no no, no not take. replace it not replace it completely. I'm saying normally when I order bit built bars, they send three boxes, and now I might do just two boxes of mint brownie and do one box of white chocolate wow. chip. I got the raspberry this this time in my in my order that I ordered myself and paid for. So uh, you Ooh. know I like those if I'm paying for it. So. Built Bar, incredible flavors like we talked about. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for a keto diet. Go use the promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. You'll get 20% off your next order. Again, that promo code is LOCKEDON. Try the mint brownie. That's our favorite. Try, I like the double chocolate. Uh, The raspberry is great for me. And then Isaac, the white chocolate. Cherry sundae. Cherry sundae. That's the one. If you want to try something new, some of you out there maybe have bought before, want to buy again, like, I don't know. I want to try something new. Get that one. There you go. Built Bar. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN and try LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris, a couple more things we've learned so far. Ten things we've learned in the Mavs' last ten games. One of them did not happen, but still kind of counts. Here's one of mine. I think the Mavs lack some shooting. I think we knew this going Mm. in. But I think that I don't know if I can rely on some of the shooting that's going on right now. Some of this seems like an outlier. Let's, which of these things will remain and which is maybe an outlier that might go? Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. shooting 44% on nine three-point attempts per game. I don't know if I'm going to rely on that to last. Such a streaky shooter. He did shoot 40%. I don't know. I, I might buy that. Just because KP coming back will open up the spacing, and some of those might be more open looks. I might buy that. I'm standing there. The thing is, he had two games where he was 8 for 10. So, <laughs> you yeah. know, if you take those away, that's a little different. The other one is uh, Trey Burke shooting 48% from three on just about four attempts per game. So, basically shooting 50%. He's hitting two a game. 
Uh, that's not going to last either, too. So that's going to come back down to earth, I believe. Maxi shooting 47% on almost four attempts per game, too. That one's probably going to come back down a little bit, but maybe not as much. He, we, he proved last year he can keep that up. The other ones, Luca shooting 22.8%. Richardson, 32%. Dorian Finney-Smith, 32%. Brunson, 32%. James Johnson, 31%. Uh, those are the, the, the Mavs that have taken at least one three per game. Uh, that are not shooting well. Which of those do you expect to come up? Because I don't know if you can convince me that like it's a lock that all of those will come up from that number. I think Josh Richardson's will come up. I think the, the one of the big things with the shooting numbers is the fact that KP coming back will open up more open looks. I, I'll be much more worried about the shooting if we're three or four weeks from now and we're still at those same averages because KP is just another gravity black hole force as far as just sucking in the defenders and allowing these guys on the perimeter like Dorian in the corner or Josh on the wing and stuff like that. So I expect all their averages to go up some. The Luca one is the one we we desperately want to go up, but so much of that is dependent on his decision making and these step backs and the 30 footers and all of that. It's it. it yeah. A lot fatigue, of it deals yeah. with his fatigue too. So I, the Luca one is the one I think that will come up. I mean, 22.8% taking seven a game. Like if that doesn't come up, then his attempts have to go down. It's at some point it has to level out and he's admitted so much, you know, in the clutch that those need to go down too. So yeah. yeah. Uh, so they do miss some shooting. However, they're, they're getting one of the best shooting big men in the NBA coming back, hopefully against the, the Hornets. So, uh, all right, give me one a year, something that you've learned. How many have I given you so far? Three? Uh, I believe so. We don't, we don't even know what our count is. just making them up as you go? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wonder how many I should give you because I have like seven or eight. Oh, okay. Um, I only have one more, so give however many. Okay. Uh, this one kind of goes with this, but... This is what I just, you get from Isaac Harris. I say, all right, let's... You're like, all right, let's do 10 things. I'm like, okay, cool. And Isaac was... And then I was like, let's do five each. And I texted him that. He's like, okay, cool. And I was like, he probably thought that he was going to do 10 himself. So you probably... Have to, <laughs> he did 10 himself. Uh, <laughs> That's what happened. Okay, I'll just... I'll keep passion. it simple with this That's one. passion I right there. I, I don't have, like, deep stats or anything with this, but... Something I've learned from the Mavericks to start this season is uh, James Johnson still has stuff left in the tank. Yeah, and I think going in we wondered what would this just be a expiring contract that we would just hold off for a trade, or would this be a guy who can play some rotation minutes? And I've loved the uh, spot uh, defensive moments that we've seen from him. I love the playmaking off the bench. We've joked, and it's honestly it's moved past the joke at this point that he's the second best like playmaker on this team outside of Luca. Yep. And now he's developed kind of like his, it, this is his own. This is like the bigger version of JJ Barea backdoor to Devin is now the James Johnson, like a uh, defensive rebound, bringing up the court. And then he like hands it off backwards. Oh, it's yeah. the he backwards pass. It. He leaves yeah, it. Yeah. He just leaves it. That that's the new JJ Devin thing. Wow. And a lot of times it goes to Tim, but he'll go between his legs backwards. He'll just hand it off backwards. It's a backwards pat. It's something like that. And that's his thing now. So I like, yeah, some of the spurts of offense. He still has stuff left in the tank and that's something we've learned. Love that. Love that. Yeah. You're totally right. That's the new, that's the new thing so far, especially in transition. Uh, yeah. James Johnson, 16 minutes a game. Should that go up or down? It's probably about good. Maybe up a little bit, but 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I think everything. We just gotta see what rotations look like with KP. Will they run another big with KP? How long will that last? Like, will he just be the five? I don't know. Like, I think James Johnson and Porzingis should play really well together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. KP I want to see the that finisher. James Johnson, you know, pl- like running plays for him. Yeah, heck yeah. I'm, I'm here. I want to see that. All right, here's another thing that I learned. The water bugs can't do it. Can't do it, right? We got all excited about this new lineup that was going to be the new Berea and, and Devin Harris. It was uh, you know, named the Waterbugs by Josh Richardson. It was Trey Burke and Jalen Brunson. We got all excited about the possibility. Carlisle loves these small guards and loves playing them together. And they got split up pro- real quick. Like second game. Like second like by the <laughs> By the second game, they got split up. We were all excited about this duo. Uh, they're net rating together on the floor. Do you think it's positive or negative? Oh, it's negative. Do you think it's worse than negative five? Yeah. Negative 8.12 is their net rating <laughs> while they share the floor. All right, listen to this, though. Trey Burke on the floor by himself. Some of this is is Clippers numbers changing this a little bit. But Trey Burke yeah. on the floor without Jalen Brunson. Oh, I don't even know. Positive 10.3 net rating. Wow. So that's, they score 10, 10 points per 100 possessions more than they allow. Jalen Brunson on the floor without Trey Burke. Positive 14.8. Wow. <laughs> so when Jalen Brunson and Trey Burke share the floor, the Mavericks are eight points per 100 possessions worse. And when they're separate, when Burke is just on the floor, they're 10 points per 100 possessions better. And when Brunson is just on the floor, they're almost 15 points per 100 possessions better. Uh, you know, like like more points than they scored than they allow. Uh, that's wild to me. That really stuck out. The water bugs, they're done. There's no there's no more water bugs. I mean, I guess we can still call them the water bugs. They're just not, just together. not together. But it's not as fun because they don't play together. So that's the, th- that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, that's true. That was the last that's one true. I had. So any more you got? No, just my last. Uh, I was just gonna say, I was gonna say something about assist. I don't know how we want to word it, but last year they were 14th in the league in assists. Right now they're sitting at 28th as far as assists per game. Yeah. So it might be something with KP. Might be a little bit too much well, on Luca's shoulder. Go back to those Luca stats, right? Luca's the guy driving all those assist numbers, right? And Luca, yeah, those those stats that I shared. The first four games, 6.3 assists. His last four games, 10.3 assists. So that's four more assists per game. That probably brings them all the way up to like 10th, right? Yeah, well, it's like this whole like chain reaction thing, though. It's like, all right, KP on the floor equals more spacing, shots go in equals more assist, and then it's like affects everything. Uh, but also that you know we said Luca's leading the league in usage rate right now. So the, uh, is there a little bit too much on Luca's shoulders right now? So far, yes, but KP will help that a little bit. The only one I want to really point out was I think something we've learned is Willie needed more time with the Mavericks, more than yeah. the 13 games. And we've seen him have an expanded role, and he's really taken advantage of that. So super happy for him. He's been the best big for the Mavericks so far with KP uh, being out. However you want to you know, uh, quantify Maxi being a big or not. But uh, but yeah, solid minutes for, for Willie do you want to say anything about this Hornets game or? Yeah, let's do a bonus segment. We're going to do a bonus segment previewing this Hornets game because it's just the, it's the thing right now. A lot of people, people's eyes are towards it. Is it going to get postponed? Uh, but before we do that, 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. That's what's going to help you on betonline.ag they use all their lines and the line for the game 
Mavericks versus Hornets. Who do you think is favored? Remember, the Hornets like destroyed the Mavericks last time they played. I think they'll still give it to Luka favorite, even though the Hornets have won four games in a row. But. Hornets won four games in a row. They're playing in Charlotte, and the Hornets destroyed the Mavericks last time they played. Mavericks favored by four points over the Hornets. Uh, by the way, use that promo code bet or use that promo code locked on on betonline.ag. So minus four. I think I would take that. I think this is kind of a revenge game for the Mavericks. You also have Chris Porzingis coming out. This is probably his first game. He's he's literally listed as probable on the injury report. We know that Luka, Tim Hardaway, James Johnson, uh, Trey Burke, Willie Colley-Stein, Boban, Porzingis is probable. Uh, like you have Josh Green, you have Wessel Wundu. Like those guys are playing as long as they have that that top like three. Porzingis, Luca, and Tim Hardaway. That's that's an offense right there. You can you can run up the score there. So I think more than than four points for sure. I'm going with that on the bet online line. Uh, you want a couple more? So the guys that are definitely out that we know of. We said this at the beginning, but Josh Richardson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Jalen Brunson, Max Kleba, Dwight Powell. Just five rotation players and three three maybe four maybe two starters. That's all. <laughs> that's all they're missing. You want to know some things about the Hornets? I pulled a couple of numbers and I thought it was interesting. Go for it. They're, I said before the season, they were one of my league pass teams. I love watching the Hornets play, even though they stomped us last time. But I would love to know more numbers behind them, though. All right, here's a number that I can't quantify. They have replaced the Hawks as the league pass team over the past week and a half or so. Mm. I, they were already above the Hawks for me on that. Right? Um, the Hawks, they're the Hornets. <laughs> Four-game winning streak. They allow a ton of shots at the rim. 29th in the NBA and allowing shots at the rim. So this is this is so confusing. They also allow a ton of threes. 28th in the league in allowing threes per game. 30th, that's last in the league in amount of corner threes that opponents take against them. So the Mavericks, that's what they do, right? They get Luka gets to the rim, he scores at the rim, and then they kick out to threes. So they're gonna get what they want. They're gonna get their shots. Uh they just don't allow mid-range shots, which the Mavericks are like, all right, that's fine. We don't we don't take those anyway, so. Brunson does, yeah. and Porzingis does at times, but that's kind of... Luca's starting to take him a little bit more. But his are more like, they're like post shots, right? Like, he does that floater in the lane. He has taken some, like, set shots where he, people are just going to leave me open in the mid-range. I'm going to take it. But uh, Dallas was also the, the game where the Hornets had their best offensive rating in a single game this season. So they kind of got the Hornets' best shot last time they played, and this time I don't think that's going to repeat. So I'm expecting a win. Four points... According to betonline.ag right now, maybe if you're listening to this, go check bet, go check out betonline.ag and see if that line has changed. I'm sure news has happened or whatever. You guys know more than us because it's the future, but check out that line, see if it's changed. That'd be interesting. Tweet us if it if it's changed. Yeah, I don't want to. I I don't want us to go into the game thinking it's an automatic win though, because this Hornets team, just because we are getting KP back, I do expect him to be a little bit rusty. Them missing Maxi is a, you know a bigger deal. You know they are losing Dwight. Uh, you know that's two guys in in the front line there, and you're replacing them with yeah Porzingis. But this is Porzingis' first game back too. So this Hornets team, like we said, well, go they're rolling right now. They've won four in a row. Uh, Hayward last game, you know he he put up 34. Lamelo still coming off the bench, but he put up a triple double the other day. I think he's playing really really well. Uh, him and him and Miles Bridges off the bench. Yeah. They have something that that's a that's a duo right there off the bench. It's pretty cool. But not nah, they're a feisty team. I like PJ Washington a lot. So 
I don't think this is a Dallas goes in and we're like, hey, because it does set it up for a, yeah, they beat us in Dallas. You know, they're not they're not supposed to be a playoff team. Let's just go in there and like revenge. I think it's gonna be a closer game than what some people might think. And yeah, but I do like that plus four, or you said minus four. Well, it's Mavericks minus four, Hornets plus four. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, that I'm I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that with this game. So, I'm just feeling Mavericks win. I'm feeling that they win by more than 4. They have something to prove. They're also they probably they haven't played, so the Mavericks are more rested. They also haven't practiced. So, weigh those two things, right? Rest versus rust. This is literally what the Mavericks are dealing with right now. So, <laughs> Yep. Anything else? Anything else you, you that you learn? You want to throw in another one? We're already long. We might as well. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I I mentioned yeah, I think I mentioned everything that I wanted to mention. My bit, one of those things were, were about the cyst thing, but everything out there, there's not much else. I mean, when you look around, like I wanted to put something with Josh Richardson on there, but there's nothing really we've learned so far about him. Clutch. You know, it, he had that clutch game against like against Denver. He had the clutch game, but you know the shooting numbers aren't where we like. He hasn't been bad enough to say, man, I learned that he's not what we expected, but he hasn't been off the charts like preseason for us to say man he i've learned that he's the third shoot, star yeah. so it, he's kind of just right there so i i couldn't put him in there and uh yeah i i think right now i, I looked at some overarching things of what, what we've learned with them at, you know without kp um and honestly i just think that we've talked about this before but just the offense and, and that's why i didn't put it on there because it's not something like we learned i, I think is they just they need more offensive options outside of Luca, and that just has to happen. We're not gonna get the seven threes a game from Burke and from Tim Hardaway. So you know when when KP's not in there, they they're gonna need that. But we're all just waiting for the duo to be on the court together and KP and Luca. When they're both healthy, it's two of the I mean it's one of the best tandems in the league. Two of the best you know players in the league under the age of you know twenty six. So. uh Let's go. Let's go. They, let's go. Hopefully they go into Charlotte. And I mean, once again, not to bring a full circle with COVID stuff, but we're at this moment, the game is on, but it might, we never know. And KP is probable, but he's still going to work out before the game in Charlotte. So we've seen before in the past where he's worked out and then bam, he didn't feel right. Didn't feel a hundred percent. And then they brought him off and say, he's not going to play. So don't freak out if that happens either. Let's just take it slow and, and roll with it. Absolutely. We've definitely seen that happen before and they're going to take more tests tomorrow, right? They've traveled the baby nice and slow. Come on. What's that? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You lost it there. Yeah. They're going to take more tests tomorrow. So we'll see what happens with the Mavericks. I'm excited though. Finally to watch Luca and Porzingis. Uh, I've been waiting for this since, I don't know, Porzingis got ejected in that game in the playoffs. (laughs) That's true. I've been waiting for it since then. So guys, thanks so much for listening to uh, Locked on Maps, subscribe if you haven't, and uh, we'll be back with a post game show. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Uh oh, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is, huh? Anybody? Kayla, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Champ, 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 champ. What day is it, champ? Ha 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 ha!